guys, we did the thing. I I have to announce, I know some of you will be mad, but the Nerd and or Geek podcast is now an Epic Store exclusive. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> You'll have to download the Epic Games client <laughs> to get it, but they guaranteed us a minimum number of uh, free donuts. We can't. <laughs> they said they they'd give us as many donuts as our subscribers would usually give us. Yeah, um, exactly. and is... damn, we 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 kind of oversold the, uh, the success <laughs> the, of the podcast. How many subscribers would be sending us donuts? <laughs> but but here we are. <laughs> oh no, I, I enjoy I'm enjoying being epic exclusive actually. And anyone who disagrees with me is an asshole who can eat their You're own entitled. Shit. You expect just because a podcast is put on the internet that somehow gives you the right to listen to it. Entitled gamer, you are an entitled gamer. If you if you think <laughs> that just because you want to listen to something, you should be able to listen to it, then boy howdy, <laughs> you need to do some learning here. You got All some right. learning to do. <laughs> Opening number two. Okay, good. Yep, yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, are we gonna are we gonna tell people what we're referencing, or just gonna uh, let them figure out themselves? I uh, will. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about I've not it got, in a because bit. I've not. I've you got, didn't not, put not it in the news article that that relates thought, to. So. Well, but uh, we can. Talk um, what's what's opening keeping, number two? Are you keeping in the bit while I said I have three openings for this podcast? No. All right. All right. Opening number two. All right, Cal. I've got in the latest uh, in my series of ideas to do Brexit. You want to hear my <laughs> idea to do Brexit? Yeah, right, assess. Uh, it's it couldn't be much worse than what's going on already. But all right, let's, doing, let's hear it. Is doing Brexit without properly doing? I told you about my first idea. It's my second idea. Um, What's your first idea? Oh, we might have four openings for this podcast then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give you my second idea first. Uh, is how to do Brexit without actually doing Brexit. Uh, okay. We need to find a song or a bit of video that is copyright everywhere in the world but Britain. And then okay. <laughs> we put it on every web page ever. Right? Yeah. And Britain is blocked in the whole world. Yeah, because we can view it for free. They can't. The companies uh-huh. are like, no, you can't do that. Britain just can't communicate to the outside world, and then we'll have done Brexit. But <laughs> wait, 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 what about the part where we don't do that? Because that sounds like we're just alienating ourselves from the entire world, which is like well, that's what we're doing what at the moment, was. right? I know. So, <laughs> but we may as well have less disastrous <laughs> economic consequences. How is this not a disastrous economic consequence when no one? in the UK can access any other website or vice you, you versa. Send a, you can send a letter. <laughs> I Business hate will it. still get done. I hate Messenger. it. Messenger. I hate uh, it so much. What's your third opening? I, I told you, well, uh, opening 2B. Okay. Uh, your other idea for Brexit. My, my first idea, my first second idea to do Brexit. Uh, we come back, we go to the EU, you and me. Yeah. You and me, we go like, there. You and me specifically. You and me. Special not ambassadors. Like, not like you and me as a collective, but like... No, no, you and me, you and I. You're, you're talking to me the, here. The Nerd and or Geek podcast. <laughs> we've, we've, been yeah. sent, we've been sent to do a live episode in the in front of the European Assembly. Sure. Yeah, definitely going to happen. And yeah. then uh, we come back to Britain and everyone's like, how did it go? What happened? Uh, what deal do you get for us? You know, Boris is there. He's like, I've, I've trusted these two. <laughs> I've, I've really put my faith in them. I say, it's fine. It's fine. What's happened is the EU have realised they're wrong and they want to become... Good news, good news. All the EU member states want to become part of Greater Britain. Right? (laughs) And we're going to rebrand the EU into outside of Britain. They won't know. They're still going to be called the EU, but in Britain, we always refer to it as Greater Britain. And Uh, It's it's, it's just for us. We can can refer to them as Greater Britain. Internal branding. And no, you'll see like good news. Our sovereign parliament in Brussels, our imperial parliament, has yep, decided. Okay. Yep. <laughs> this, you know, the queen will be empress of Europe, empress of Greater Britain. She'd love that. Yeah, she'd love that. And we're just going to say, everyone, just call it Greater Britain. And all the Europeans have to be on board. They have to be like, when, Wait. You're, in, when you're talking <laughs> to the British, you got to say Greater Britain, all right? Just, <laughs> just do it. So, wait, your, your idea for Brexit. Is to colonise everything again. Well, no, just say that we've done that to the British public. <laughs> I, I'm not saying we had in the EU, Wait, but so outside of Britain, big, it's a big scam for the UK. Yeah, outside, like we're yeah. just convincing the UK that we've yeah, done outs- that. Outside of Britain, like in the in the proper European, they, they still call it. It's all the same. They still call it the EU. But in Britain, we tell everyone in Britain 
are great. They become part of Greater Britain. They want to and be part in, of Britain. In the EU, you just convince everyone to be like, hey, if any Brits are around, yeah, exactly. Say Greater Britain. Any, any, yeah, exactly. That, that I can imagine like I can imagine like a um, a hapless house a hapless husband and his wife um just sort of like talking to the British people and the hapless husband goes oh yeah here in the EU and the wife just slaps him on the arm and is like <laughs> oh I mean Greater Britain in, in a real a low a low situation yeah exactly yeah that's what I want to see uh, so I want to turn the EU and the UK relationship into a sitcom I guess okay no that's that's a terrible plan yeah. so that's that's Brexit <laughs> wait, wait, to be how do we how do we convince them once we're over there. Well, we're just going to say, look, you don't want Britain to leave that much, do you? I mean, like, you can, it's a bit of a pain, you know, you don't want it to happen, really. You want, the EU wants everyone to be a part of it. So we'll say, look, we can keep, look, what, who's the EU negotiator? Butch Furman or whatever? Uh, Strom, uh, we're like, look, mate. Give me a German leave it, name. Leave it to us. Leave yep. it, leave it. You trust your old friends, Canon Scott. You've heard a podcast, <laughs> you know we're you know we're charismatic guy. Uh, trust us. We're just we're just gonna go to Britain. Just tell you take care of your end. You get yeah. all you get all the EU states on side. We'll do. We'll take care of. We'll Britain. Sort, we'll sort our end. So then we go to we go Boris and like listen, Boris, we got it. We sorted it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, we got people. to sell it. To, we got to sell it to Boris. So it's a it's a scam that encompasses everyone. Only you and me can know in yeah. Britain and all That's the listeners of this, yeah, all the listeners <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, but so that's fine. We've not said this plan on a on a podcast listened to by lots of people. That's fine because this podcast actually, fun fact, has no listeners in Britain <laughs> or the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, what's what's your third opening? Uh, what was my third opening? I don't know. Uh, just like the ocean is so smooth, same as the emotion I get from Harrison Ford. Go. Um, <laughs> leave. I've got oh, that. I, I hate, I hate snakes. I hate boulders. <laughs> I had boulders that in my head for ages. Me. Never tell me the odds. That's uh, is, famous that's the emotion a, I get from Harrison that's he, Ford. That's all he says, right? Oh, is it a song? I don't know what you're on about. It's the, yeah, the Neil Cicerega version of uh, Smooth. I'm trying to think of more Harrison Ford quotes. Oh, I'm on an interview and I'm so high. I'm so high all the time. Alright, so that, that, those were our, Ford. Those were our three openings, one of which had two parts. So take your pick. Uh listener, you have to go back. Uh <laughs> send choose us... your own open it's a choose your own adventure. Yeah, uh, if you listen to opening two, jump forward to ten minutes into the podcast. <laughs> if you listen to opening three, jump to the end of the podcast. Did you um say which one you liked? Uh write it on a postcard and send it to the usual address. Uh and also <laughs> write down uh, in not more than ten words, why openings are important. I would like to know that why why are openings important? Yeah, please, listeners, um, go ahead and do that. And then also welcome to yourself to the Nerd and or Geek podcast with me, your host Cal Doughty, and everybody's friend Scott <laughs> Hunter. I, I am Scott Hunter. I don't know where that went. Friend to the EU, and uh, in a Great relative Britain. sense, yeah. Friend to the royals. I'm definitely an enemy in, of Great Britain. <laughs> did I threaten to kill the queen last time? You did. You ended it by... No, you didn't threaten. You say you... you I passed. said I will. Like you I, will. Yeah. It wasn't I vowed. It was, it I was, vowed. Yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a self-appointed crusade against the queen. Uh, which, you know, I'm glad we've gone back to that at the start of the podcast rather than the end where no one listens to it. Uh, but there we go. It's um, Scott's going to kill the queen. We've not said it. what. We've not said what queen. <laughs> we don't need to say what queen. Um, if you have any I ideas, <laughs> send it on a postcard. Queen Latifah could be. Oh uh, no, no, a kill queen. He's not a real right. monarch. I, I'm just saying it could be anyone. It could He's be just anyone. a musician. Yeah, but it's got the queen in the name. Just it could be Queen of England. Could be Queen of Scotland. Of Scotland, same person. It could even be the Queen of Wales. Like who knows? We, we don't. We don't know. <laughs> it could who be it any is. of them. <laughs> How are you, Scott? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well. I'm much better for being on this podcast now with We've you. We've got to stop threatening to kill the monarchy on our podcast. I, th- uh, honestly, I, don't, I don't think, think I will is, stop. I don't think this because, is even the second time. Because I will this do might it. be like, in, his, in 20 episodes, <laughs> is, ep- is this 19 or 20? Uh, this is, I don't know, probably 20. I'll, 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 it's in my notes, hang on. It's 19. In 19 wow. episodes, I'm fairly certain we've said we're going to destroy the monarchy like five times, which maybe makes us treasonous. Um, 
you know, fine. Yeah, but I'm getting more specific as I go along as to who, <laughs> who I'm going to kill and where. Yeah, I'm just going to start editing out who you're going to like. It's just going to bleep out. Like, I will kill the beep, 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 beep. I will do it. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. How are you're you? Much, you're better for being on the podcast. I am. I am good. Also, also better for being on the podcast. I've had. We, so it's been three weeks since we did the proper podcast. Two weeks. It's been since three the, weeks since, the, since you looked at me. Two weeks since we did the Stranger Things podcast. It's been a tough kind of time. I've just been doing yeah. lots. Uh, well, mm. also, no. Like, I feel like these last two weeks have been the longest two weeks of my life. Why is that? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. It's just, they just felt really long. Like, nothing of note has happened. And yet. But you're just thinking, when will it end? Oh, some good stuff happens. I went and saw my girlfriend's family. Down in London last weekend. Mm. That was pretty good. Like met them oh, all good. for the first time. Mm. That was pretty good. Um, Went well? Yeah. Uh, so on the train down, though, I sat in some sick. Okay, cool. Which, you know, when you're meeting a bunch of people yeah. for the first time, you want to be stinking of sick. Someone else is sick. So I moved. I moved. Wow. Which, which right. is annoying because I actually moved seat on the train because I was going backwards and I was starting to feel travel sick. So I mm. moved to a seat that was facing forward. And sat in some sick. Like it would have been better is the best to place just to be on the train, though. What? Backwards is the best place to be on the train. No, it makes me feel sick. It's awful. But, but if a train has to do an emergency stop, then you'll you'll be like cushioned by the seat. You won't be thrown forward. Yeah, sure. But I'll also feel sick for the entire journey. On, I don't yeah. want to feel sick on the basis that maybe we'll have to do an emergency stop. Which if is we like... get a train together, I'll, and the train has to do an emergency stop, not only will I be cushioned against the seat, you'll be thrown forward and then be sick onto me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, if we ever get a train together, we're gonna sit. I'm gonna sit facing forward. If we ever, we have got a train. Me. Have we ever got a train together? I don't ever. think we have. I don't oh think we ever God. have. I've been. We've been at train stations together. I don't think we've yeah. ever been on a train together. We got a tram together. Many times. Yeah, that doesn't count. Um. Yeah. So I'll be on a, tra- a train facing forward. Nearly, You'll be on the nearly chair. F- fifteen. Y- fifteen years. We never got a train together. Ridiculous. You'll be on a chair behind me, and we'll talk to each other as if we're like um, detectives sharing secret information. Uh, we both got a newspaper with little eye holes cut out. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> uh, so I did that, and that was good. Um, and other than that, I've just been working and playing games, I guess. I think that's it. But yeah, the meeting the family went really well, and I enjoyed it a lot. What have you been doing? I have been working. I went to Reading last week to do some archival work. I'm going yeah. again next week. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot more material there than I thought there would be. So uh, that's good. That's good because it means there's a lot to write about. But also, I'm hoping to get it all done next week. That's it for like the summer. That'd be great. What? So, how, why don't you go there, get all the material, scan it in, so then you don't have to keep, don't have to keep going back? Yeah, but like I could, it takes time to scan. There's a lot of material, and I don't want yeah. to scan everything. I it want takes to, like, to work read it, through it, right? Um, I guess, but like it takes. I don't. I think it would take as much time to scan everything when it were to look through it, see what's relevant to me, and then like read it. Why don't it. you see what's relevant to you and then scan that, and then read it? Well, if I'm seeing if it's relevant to me, then I might as well just read it. <laughs> yeah, but, but then you can read it wherever you are. You don't have to keep going back to Reading. Hmm. Well, like, I've, scan- I've scanned some important documents. Okay, well, that's all right then. I'm just, I'm just trying to save you time, mate. All right, cool. I'm, try- you, I'm you- thinking of you here. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, but you, mm. you do you. Uh, okay, okay. Have you been otherwise? Yeah, I've been well. I've played a few games. I've, uh, I'm trying to let my house. I've got, I'm seeking two new housemates. How's that go? How's that I've going? Got, I've got like five viewings booked in today. I'm hoping to get it all done today. Five? Um, yeah, I've put like a load of people in just all afternoon. Uh, I'm just gonna hopefully meet some people and then find the g- some good candidates. How much space have you put between viewings? Like it's like on the hour. Oh, dangerous! That people are well, gonna be that- late and then they're gonna run into each other. And next person, like uh, whatever. If they're late, then it's their own fault. If they're yeah. late, do I want them in this house? That's what. Do I want? Well, that's does, what. Does, does, them, their their tidiness doesn't really impact you once they live with you. <laughs> well. Maybe, but it's a character <laughs> thing, a character flaw. I guess so. Whatever, like, and what I feel like now it's a tube. It, the tube's it's not like slow, or they're on it's strike. Not a, it's not a massive house, and it's um, and they've. I think an hour is enough to like view it. It's not like they're looking to buy it. That's they're true. They're looking to like rent it. 
Are you going to show them everyone's room? Uh, I'm going to show them the rooms that are up for rent. I'm not okay. going to show them everyone's room. Show them your room. Show them all of your anime uh, figures. My, my room is up for... <laughs> my, them I, I am, in fact, going to be moving around. I'm going to be taking a bigger room. Uh, oh, I get you. So, okay. they, are, they are going to be seeing my room with all my Dragon Ball figures. So you're going to be um, to them, look, this <laughs> uh, one of the rooms that should be bigger than this one isn't up for rent because I'm going to take it and still say, pay the same rent? Uh, no, I'm going to take the increase in rent. That's fine. Okay, all right. We've always split it so the person with a smaller room pays a little bit less. Why is the landlord not doing this? Uh, well, he could do. Like, here's the thing. Our choice was either we find the tenants we like or the landlord will find tenants he likes and that may not be the same thing. Okay, I get you. So I think it's. I'd prefer to like do it myself. And also the rent he charges like for the area. The rent here is very cheap. I think yeah, I'm fine with like finding. But you've some got nice to work tenants. for it. Uh, I'm fine with finding some nice tenants that I like rather than just like him finding uh, we need whoever some, he wants. We need some tenancy questions for you to ask them. Um, who's the best dad out of Vegeta and Goku? That's your first. That's your first uh, question. As they go look at the room, I'm like, look, the Dragon Ball figures don't come with it. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> the answer is Vegeta, by the way. Um, Goku's cool. never kissed his wife. Goku has never kissed his wife. <laughs> it's it's true. It's canon. It's official. As part of <laughs> so ridiculous. It's such a needless bit of information. Yeah. I think it's been a long time since we've mentioned Dragon Ball on the podcast, you know. Yeah, it has. Um, I'm so I'm currently watching Legend of the Galactic Heroes, uh, okay. the anime, which you you didn't get into. I tried to get. I into wasn't it. a you fan. Into it. Maybe one day. Maybe one you'll day. come back to it. Um, then I'm so I kind of stopped Dragon Ball Super, basically at the end of the uh, Goku Black arc. That's a good uh, place to stop. Yeah, because I'm waiting basically for all the dubs to come out. But yeah. I'll probably come back to that after I finished. I've got like 30 more episodes of Galactic Heroes left. So I'll probably just watch that and then watch uh, Super. We're watching um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I've, I've seen your Twitter Evan- Evangelion. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a show. Yeah, that's... I've heard they get horny towards the end. They're not, they get horny towards the middle, mate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they get horny about five episodes mm. in. It's uh, cool. It's pretty good. But mm. I mean, once you separate it from that, from the horniness that is prevalent through a mm. large section of it, do you feel like it holds up, or do you feel like it's kind of of its time? Or both? Both. So I yeah. think if you were to separate it from some of the like potentially sexist portrayals of mm. women in some scenes, it holds up. Like that, that, that stuff is, is certainly there within it, and yet also there's a lot of like strong characterization, there's a lot of like really good stuff in it that, that completely holds up. So I I would like to see an edit that removes those things. And yet okay. I'm not sure you could because they're mm. also kind of central to some of the character stuff here. It's weird. I'm really enjoying it though. Uh, we're almost done with it and it's it's been a ride. And then I'll probably watch something else. I don't, yeah. I don't know yet. I've not thought about but what we're going to watch Callum, we've both been playing a video game, the same game. Which, yeah. Fire speaking Emblem. Of, speaking of anime, uh, we've the been Fire talking, Emblem, we've been, the three houses of Fantasyland. Yes, uh, Middle Earth. About, three, fans, me, three houses, Middle Earth. Talk to me about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, so Fire Emblem Three Houses is the latest, greatest game in the Fire, Fire Emblem <laughs> series. Uh, it's, it was really good because it had anime boys, and I like anime. It had, it had beautiful boys had. Uh, in it. It has, currently, has. present <laughs> Um and you get to walk around a school, and it um, reminds me <laughs> which, of my school. Which Scott's not able to do in real life, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, but we don't talk about that, not since the incident. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, so it's... Um, Are you enjoying fire, it? Fire Emblem, if you didn't know, uh, if it was... Um, it's a was, you keep combat. saying past tense. What's happened to your Fire Emblem game? <laughs> the Fire Emblem series is a... Uh, Japanese tactical combat game and this game Fire Emblem the third house is um, <laughs> what's is, to you is that as well but Someone it's uh, also a, also a dating simulator I feel like you're describing this while also eating a hot pepper <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's going on that yeah, so idea it's a, it's a, it has been it's a, a turn based strategy role playing game 
or half of it is, and the other half is a is a school based dating sim RPG yeah. side quest. So you're you're a teacher. Your character, who's like Mister Man, whatever you call them, or, or Miss Woman, mi, mi, or Miss Lady. Um, <laughs> you're, I think their official I think their official name is Byleth. You're a teacher at anime fight school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you um, are. Where the students are the same age as you. Well, yeah, okay. They, so, they made that very clear early on that mm. your students are basically the same age as you because so, they, because you could obviously romance them. And yeah, but what I've, what I've heard, isn't there like a time jump or something? Yeah, like, later on there's a time jump. Yeah, but as far as I'm aware, from, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> there's no actual romance options with the students until like the time jump, and they're they're not students anymore. Until, which, <laughs> until you wait until you wait until the students leave school, and then you romance them. Uh, look, still not great, but <laughs> it, it is an anime. And they're also the same age as you. Uh, I, yeah, I they're kind like of the they, same age they, as you. They mention that a number of times in it. Uh, like, and another teacher is sexually harassing you. Which one? Uh, the boobs lady. Oh, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm romancing her at the moment. All right. And along with other people. But if you so, weren't into it, it would be a criminal matter. She's just flirty. She, like, <laughs> the moment you meet her, she's like, oh, and also, I'm available. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, it's, it's uh, weird, but it's not unpro- like, that's unprofessional. Not unprofessional. It's, un- it's definitely unprofessional. Uh, it, it's she displays a pattern of behaviour that is disrespectful <laughs> and designed to make you uncomfortable. I'm I'm on board with her. I feel like she'd be mean to me in the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which I know I'm not. We're not getting into our individual likes here. That's not. That's not. All right, Callum. Please tell me. Tell the listeners more. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. So look, it's half Fire Emblem is basically a tactical combat game. It's a turn based. You got your units on a battlefield as a grid. It's you know classic. You know, like Advanced Wars or something like that, or War Groover came out earlier this year. Those are all kind of Fire Emblem derivatives. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's good. People like it. Some people like it. Uh, and this I'm, one is very good because I'm it's really half like it. dating sim, and it's you wouldn't necessarily be on board with that, but it's is really good. I honestly thought that the whole like RPG aspect would be too like the the in in between bits would be too much because there's a lot to do that monastery. Like yeah, so in between I, I'm battles, a few hours in and I've had like a couple of battles. Yeah, exactly. So in between battles, you spend like uh, each each in game month you spend. About two hours walking around this monastery doing yeah. stuff. Like for every every few battles you do, I think yeah. you're probably spending more Co- time actually. Compare this the to Awakening, the last good one in the series. Um, we forget yeah. fates. No one likes yeah. fates. No one um, fates. Th- like that was just a series of battles. Like that's yeah. a more classic Fire Emblem. It's just like battle after battle. Uh, but this one is just half. You're, you're you're running around the school just doing stuff tasks. You can fish. There's a fishing mini game. Gardening. Which is really good, by the way. Uh, you I can really have like dinner. the fishing mini you game. You have dinner with your students. Yep. We're only, only two at a time, though. You, each month, you've got to pick two students to have dinner with. Sounds like you're trying to cramp my style. <laughs> um, I, I think it gives the characters a lot more time to open themselves up and to sort of like actually have some characterization. Because in the other Fire Emblem games, they're sort of just typical cliches. that They have like a few... They're, they're mostly one-note characters, aren't they? Where they just do the same the same thing as you yeah. level up the rest. They have occasional conversations, but it's not it's not a lot here. Whereas here, I feel like I'm getting to know my students. I feel like mm. I'm I'm learning more about them, which is the same as getting to know them. Um, I feel like like I'm 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 seeing more personality from these students and seeing them actually grow as characters. Have any of them died yet? No. So I'm playing on classic mode, which means that when they Wait. die, they're gone. And, the correct way to play Fire Emblem, which is the correct, absolutely correct way to play Fire Emblem. And I, uh, it's been close. There've been a number of times mm. where it's been close, and I've I, had to do the rewind time thing before. I've not had to do that yet either. I'm, I'm playing pretty conservatively though. So a lot of the, I, I will do a lot of. Um, most of my matches are very defensive, which I think was our complaint about Wargroove, and yet yeah, here, it, I think it, it's it, different in Fire Emblem because in Wargroove, like. You're, there has the base building element where you're building more units, and so can the enemy yeah. as well. Whereas in Fire Emblem, like you've got what you've got, yeah, exactly. And you have you've to, got to make two. Uh, 
So, is that, which I, mean, I feel but, is like more tactically interesting than like Wargroove, which is very much like s- capture like a base and then sit on it for a while and just like uh, make a- enough units that you can win the game. Yeah. And also with Fire Emblem, you can play like quite offensively if you want to. I don't think it's necessarily the best strategy, certainly not mm. early on anyway, but there's definitely an option yeah. to play that way. Especially because enemies won't often won't move until like you get into their range. Yeah, they also play sort of defensively. I'm not sure if that's like an AI thing where they can't work out where to go if you're too far away or if it's actually like a... Well, you're I not think moving, it's probably not like they're programmed to do that because, yeah, it is. it makes much more sense for them to, uh, to wait. So you have to kind of put yourself in danger a bit. Yeah. I, I actually spend a lot of time thinking about turns in this. Like it's, mm. it's, so each time you move a character, if you're within range of the enemies... It will tell you where those enemies are planning to strike. Like, it'll tell you what what character they're they're going oh, to be really? aiming at. Oh my god! Those icons now make so much those, sense. Those, those red lines that come out of them. Yes. Those. That's essentially where they're going to attack next. Okay. So you you can see usually they go for the the less defensive characters. So they'll get they'll yeah. aim for the archers. They'll aim for like the mages first. Mm. And so it's from there you can sort of work out who you want to move forward or who you want to have more defensive, like to to protect those characters. And who you want the enemies to focus on. There'll be times where you'll see three lines like pointing towards one character, but you can work out that only one of those enemies will actually be able to hit that character because they'll block the other enemies off like themselves. Mm. So you can position yourself in that way. So it's 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 got a lot of information for you so that you can accurately work out where best to go if you want to spend the time thinking about it. Which I do, it turns out, because the times I've got close to losing one of my students, I have felt so tense um, and I think that's what I, why I really like the in-between battles bits in previous Fire Emblems I've been like, I, I've been sad when I lose people but it's not been like the most devastating thing in the world it's more of an inconvenience to me because I've lost one of my like my, my warriors and now I've got to work out who to replace them with whereas in this I find myself caring about the students and I find myself actually emotionally invested in their developments and their well-being to the point where Seeing them in battle, they has got that tension of if this student's gone, they're gone. No more conversations around the monastery. No more having dinner or choir practice together. You know, it's it's no more seeing the development of that person. And I think it, I think it's done really well to change it up that way, so to, to the point where you can actually care about these characters. Yeah, it's strange. Like seemingly, like everyone likes it, even like hardened Fire Emblem fans. Absolutely, it's it's a huge change for the series as well. Like mm. to have this whole yeah elements within the middle of in between battles where you're you're going large swaths of the game without fighting anyone mm. in a in a strategy RPG it's a yeah. really huge like risk to take and I'm really impressed with what they so did with that. So 2012's Fire Emblem Awakening was meant to be the last one and yeah. then it, that was really successful so Nintendo ordered like commissioned like five Fire Emblem games yeah uh and then Fates no one liked and then there was a Fire Emblem Warriors which kind of bombed uh, and, uh, the Fire Emblem Warriors, I say, was like a Toei Tecmo, like a like a yeah, like but like it was like a Fire Emblem, like associated game. Yeah, uh, but now Fire Emblem Three Houses done really well, so I'll look forward to more like fifteen Fire Emblem games. <laughs> but they've used the technology from Fire Emblem Warriors so that you get really like in depth battles. So when you're actually yeah. on the battlefield, I don't know, it feels like you're part of an actual army a lot, a lot of the time. Like you've got those people around you that you can actually, you, yeah. it zooms in and really sees the In, in terms of game, gameplay terms, like very now smooth transitions between the tactical map and like the battle sequence. And then the, ba- the map in the battle sequence isn't just some like forest or whatever to like just jumping into a forest to see the battle. It actually is the map that you're on. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's relevant to the posi- position where you're in. So you can see all the different buildings and things in the background or the bridge mm. that you're across. It's not just standard battle background like it's not like just five to choose mm. from it is it is the battleground that you're on and that's really cool but it does mean that it doesn't always run so well oh really like, well, I, have I, you found I've, noticed, of... I've noticed some frame rate issues mm. in this game like, are you playing handheld or on the tv mostly handheld mm. and that's where i'm seeing like the frame rate. i've not i've not really played much on the tv i've played some on the tv but it's it doesn't always look amazing. Like it's it's clear that if they fit as much in as they can, but you can see the limitations of the Switch with this game. Yeah. In that it's wanted to do a lot, and the Switch can't always keep up with it, which is a shame. But it doesn't really impact the game that much. Like I can look past those flaws in the graphics and the frame rate, 
and see, like, I, I'm just enjoying the game underneath. And honestly, it might be already, obviously not finished it yet. I'm about, about eight hours in, so I've not played loads. I, want, I would have played more last weekend, but obviously I was around family and stuff. So, but already it feels like it could be one of my games of the year. Mm. Yeah, it was a very good release. It's a special sort of and game. And to think I wasn't going to get it. I know you weren't. And but, I, then I was, but, I was like, but the reviews, you you were like, you said it was really good. The reviews were really good. I thought, all right, this is something special. All the months said, leading up to it, I, I said I on my podcast. Thinking... I said on my podcast, like I wouldn't get it unless it was like really good. Like the reviews were really good, and they they all were. Yeah, because you were strongly against the whole school dynamic initially. I remember I just... when it was re- when it was revealed. You yeah. were, on this podcast, you were like, no, that, that school stuff's stupid. Man, it's been like recorded. It. it it has been, yeah. And obviously now that's actually maybe one of the best parts of the game. It's... What a fool I am! <laughs> yeah, I, I all the way leading up to it, I was like, "This has got Scott all over it." And there's no way <laughs> I'm not I'm going to let him miss out on mm. it. Um, another disappointment is the lack of uh, male relationships you can have. So yeah, only two I, gay romances. I like to explore my sexuality in, in games a lot of the time. I'm I'm a heterosexual relationship in real life, which is you know great. Um, but then sometimes Tell in us games, more, Callum. I will. <laughs> I like to explore uh, that other side of me in in games as well, and the idea that I can only romance one. Uh, well, there's only one actual male romance because I've looked spoilers again, but I've looked it up, and the other two males that you can romance end up just being platonic. So like they're they're uh, like, oh yeah, I see you as a brother, and then you just get married to a random like farm woman, <laughs> which is like, well, okay. Um, but the women get five. Gay romances, man. And men when will a video game involve cum denial as a mechanic? Let me <laughs> <laughs> tell me that. Jesus, uh, um, I think this one does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's that's a disappointing <laughs> section. So it means that the, I mean the one man that it does give me a chance to romance, I'm not really into at all. So I'm going. With Which them. one is it? It's the it's a guy with green hair. Um, Who begins with an L. I see him oh, around. He's, he's, he likes So books. my efforts to romance Dimitri will come to naught. Absolutely. You can only get Man. up to an A rank oh, with Dimitri. F- fuck this. <laughs> I know. It's disappointing, isn't it? It's disappointing. Like, it's, mm. it's a shame, but what can you do? Um, that's Fire Emblem. Uh, really good game. I'm looking forward to playing more of it, and, which is probably what I would be doing if I wasn't recording this. Are you, you looking play- forward to Astral Chain? I am. That's that's the big August release. That is going to be game of the year. I'm saying it now. Okay. I'm saying it right here. Platinum's new game, Astral Chain, game of the year. If not yeah. that, Damon X Machina, which it comes, comes out. out right at the same time as World Classic. Yeah, it's three days after World Classic, isn't it? Mm. So we'll be playing. We'll be playing both of those. I'm probably only going to play World Classic with you. Like, okay. I, I'm not sure if I'll be jumping in when you're not playing. Mm. I don't know. I, I quite like the idea of like leveling up with you, and because obviously. Wow Classic hasn't got the ability to do dungeons with people who are below your level. Like you couldn't if you were like level forty and I was level twenty five and we wanted to do dead mines together, you would be severely overleveled for it. We wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to do it together, you know. Whereas I think modern MMOs obviously have that scaling mechanic. So that'd be interesting. So I very much want to try and stick to around where you are when in WoW Classic so we can experience okay. it together. And we'll probably stream a bunch of it. So that's yeah, that sounds good. I can't see that getting in the way of other of Astral Chain. What I am worried about is Astral Chain. Two weeks after that, you've got Damon X Machina. Mm-hmm. Demon X Machina. I keep saying Damon X Machina. It's Demon, just a guy. Totally. It's Damon and the Machines. Um, that's that's the that's the Switch game where you, you it's a mech mech game where you fight yeah. massive demons, which looks really fucking cool. When I remember that guy, I played the demo to that. When I remember it in my head, it's got 3DS graphics. I, could, I don't know why. I could see that because it's certainly definitely lower quality than some other Switch games mm-hmm. on there. But there's also a lot going on in that game mm-hmm. at all times. Like it's, I and think it's really good. Link to the Past. That's Not also past. that's also September, Link's isn't it? Link's Awakening. Yeah. That's like a week after Doom. Dem- that's Dem- like the twentieth. Yeah. What are Nintendo doing? Why is it's everything? Big... Why is everything coming out in September? So many big games. That's three games in the space of like a month. And I'm gonna buy all of them. Hmm. Is Link's Awakening going to be a budget release, do you think? Yeah, I think it won't be like... It'll probably be like £30 or something. I yeah, I can see that. That's fair price for it, I think. It might not be. Might, maybe not. Let me have a look on Amazon and see what it's going for at the moment. Give me the little Link figure in that art style. Oh, Nintendo. please. I absolutely want Do it. it. Give me Pop Figure Link. <laughs> I'm joking, he doesn't look like Pop Figure. Uh, Link's 
Awakening Switch. Amazon's got it up for £50. Oh my god. So maybe it is a full price release, which surprises me. I know, oh, I know, I know. They've built it up from the ground up, obviously, but mm. I, I don't know. It's, it's surprised me to see like a remake of a old game mm. being a. I don't know. We'll get, oh, we'll, we'll also, Doom came out for the Switch. The original. The original. How is it? Yeah, it's good. It's Doom. I like Doom. <laughs> what hasn't Doom come out for at this point? Uh, I don't know, but I bought it because I like the local multiplayer. Playing oh, Doom yeah. co-op is really fun. Have you played any local multiplayer yet? I have, yeah. Nice. Uh, maybe first, I'll, maybe like, I'll get that. Of a game. Mm. Does no it online, up? though. They didn't build any online into it. Nah, that's fine. Does it hold up? It does. I, I think Doom is like really fun, even today. Maybe I'll give that a go. And like, kind of scary as well. It's like £4. Yeah, I'll get it. Screw it. Yeah, and well. Doom 2 as well. Is that as good as Doom 1? Doom 2, I think, is even better than Doom 1. Can you do local multiplayer on Doom as in, like, Switch to Switch? Um, no, it's, I think it's split screen. So you can only do split screen. You can't, like, connect to someone else's Switch and do, like... I'm, that's not that I'm aware of, but you have to look it up. Because that's, that's weird. Considering yeah. how much, like, Doom had a legacy of, like, local multiplayer play of, like, LAN networks and things. Yeah, like LAN. Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling it's just, like, split screen. Okay, well, I'll get that. I'll get that. I'll definitely mm. get that. Give that a look. Um, anything else you've been playing? Uh, no, I think that's it. I'm nearing the end Stellaris. of Final Fantasy fourteen now, mm. which is cool. good. I'm not, I, I've, I've talked enough about that at this point. I don't need to say anything else about it. It's still really good. You're still playing Stellaris. I've been playing more Mario Maker. I've got about oh, yeah. 30 hours in Mario Maker now. I've made a bunch of levels. I did some streaming of it last weekend. That's a really good game. It's, yeah, it's, I think again, Mario we, Maker 2 we've, I we've think Game of the Year it. is up there It's absolutely up there, it's, it's a really cool we, game it's a, Yeah, alright News Let's go on to the news Give me some news um, Apex Legends What about it? We, we're three weeks late with some of this news but it's fine um, It's how They're dealing with the cheaters In the game, so obviously mm-hmm. you have the, With the cheaters you obviously have the choice of Banning them outright or giving them like suspensions. What Apex Legends is doing is matching them together, <laughs> which okay. is a really cool way of dealing with that. Mm. So cheaters just get stuck playing with other cheaters. So if you've got like hacks going on, you're mm. only fighting against people with hacks, which I can imagine gets really frustrating. Because the idea of like hacking the game is that you get the upper hand, right? Mm. So if you're, if you're suddenly against people like also aim who can see where you are all, all the time, I can imagine that would be really that would really piss you off. Okay, that's good. That's that's a fun thing. I just wanted to mention that. Um, another thing I wanted to just mention, which we don't really need to talk about, the Sonic movie has been delayed again. Yeah, not surprising. This time to March 2020. So only by a month, but that's um, that's yeah. not gonna that's not gonna come fast. It's, it's <laughs> gonna come slow. Uh, than initially Sonic's planned. practicing come denial. <laughs> <laughs> We've got. <laughs> We've got to stop this. I'm not having no, that this is, as the this podcast is a, title. Sonic practicing yeah. cup denial. <laughs> yes, please. Is no. this podcast rated 18? Sure. We swear a lot anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? No, but this is a sex. You've made this a sexual podcast. <laughs> Didn't mean to. It was meant to be a joke. <laughs> and I had to explain myself. Um, <laughs> Fire Emblem made this a sexual podcast. It's all Fire Emblem's fault. <laughs> Warcraft movie sequels. Is that going to happen? What's happening? So, the, the article here. Yeah, yeah, I'm in suspense. The Warcraft movie director says more people appreciate the movie now, but sequels are never going to happen. Alright. Uh, Duncan sorry, Jones I'm, I'm uh, sorry, directed I'm, that film. He did, he did it. Uh, Warcraft. David Bowie's son. Yeah. Oh, God, there's some sound. Uh, Warcraft is. The movie that I think is severely underrated. I'm not sure if I talked about it on the podcast before, but that's honestly when people ask me like, "Ah, oh, what movie do you think people should watch?" Which maybe other people haven't seen yet. I'm like, "Fucking Warcraft." It's- All right, do you want to? We're not right as a bonus episode sometime in the next like month. You and I will watch Warcraft independently, and we'll do like a Warcraft review, like a a, a watch pack. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll, we'll make notes Warcraft and everything. For a bit. I think that'd be a good yeah. idea. Um, I've seen it recently as well. I showed I showed my girlfriend it, and I was at the mm. name, and <laughs> and it. We actually, she really liked it, uh, or she's just trying to please me, knowing that I like a film that everyone else thinks Maybe. is bad. But um, I think that's actually a good film movie. So we should probably do a re 
Let's do a reviewing of it when World of Warcraft Classic comes out. Oh yeah, that'll be good. I told you how I first watched that film in the cinema. I'll tell the podcast listeners. Uh, I watched it in a cinema. Uh, there was there, to my right was a guy who was obviously a massive Warcraft fan <laughs> and laughed at every single reference to the game, um, which, <laughs> which is just it, the, the film movie. <laughs> and the film was Warcraft, but every single reference to any like thing, like they use a spell that's like a natural spell from the game. He like loved it. He was like he was really into it. And after the film, he said that was amazing to himself. Like, his friend, no, so I think he had a friend there with him. <laughs> Um, I just imagine being on his, on his own doing it. And then behind me was a guy explaining every line of a film to his girlfriend in oh. Russian. Oh, no. I've, I've <laughs> no that was really good. Though. I think that's the ideal way to see Warcraft. Oh, God, that sounds awful. I, want, I went to see uh, the latest Planet of the Apes. You know, yeah. when, you know those movies are really good, those, late, those latest ones. They do a really cool yeah, thing. Yeah, they're surprisingly good. Most of it is... Um, subtitled because they're talking in sign language, mm. so or they're talking in monkey speak. So you, it's it's essentially a foreign language film for most of it, which is really cool. That like, way of doing things, like it's really like a almost a, a quite a brave thing to do, I think. With with the lower yeah, it was quite bold to like have a mainstream like film like that. Yeah, in, um, mostly subtitled. The last because Americans was... are dumb; they don't <laughs> yeah. want to read. They don't want to read. Before I wanted to read, I'd read a book. Um, but I had a guy behind me. Who wasn't like obviously wasn't English, English wasn't his first language. Oh, okay, but he was with his family, and his English was clearly not the first language of his wife because he was having to read the dialogue in their native language so that she could understand what's going on in this movie. I see. So I guess she couldn't read English, but she probably mm. understood it, or maybe couldn't read it fast enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that was I got it. Like I understood that he had to do that because it must really suck to go see a movie mm. um, and have to do that. Mm. But I, I still had to move seats. You know, it's, it was oh, okay. it was frustrating to have to listen to still. But um, I can't imagine having that in Warcraft where it's all in English. Shut up! I'm listening to the law. <laughs> There's a lot of law in that movie, actually. Like that's Warcraft uh, there's is so a... much law in that movie. It is <laughs> incomprehensible to anyone who is not already familiar with Warcraft law. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true. Because <laughs> I did, your, I've did seen... your girlfriend did your girlfriend understand it? I think so. You think so? Well, was she just like, oh, that was good. That was really good, Cal. <laughs> yeah. Uh... She didn't ask me any questions afterwards. <laughs> okay. So at no Maybe point she just did didn't I, care enough. At no point did I lean up like, next to her and go, that's Jappy. <laughs> you know, it wasn't any of those moments. I don't think I did anyway. I, explained, I, I, I got excited and was like, I've been there. I've been there. That sort of thing. Like, it's a very okay. exciting movie for me, but it's... um. I don't, I, I don't think it's as incomprehensible because you've got these Marvel well, movies nowadays and they, they do a lot of shit where they're just sort of like, oh yeah, yeah. and then they go to this other planet and this planet's important maybe, to comics people. Maybe, because Warcraft but... was in like 2012, right? Yeah. Well, no. It ma- maybe? Yeah, 2012. No, it was 2012. It was, when I, it was when I got made redundant from um, RBS. 2014? And that only brings up the game. Yeah, Warcraft I think... movie released. 2016. You've named your form- You've named your former employer. That's fine. It's not, I don't work there Two anymore. 2016? 30th oh, of wow. May, 2016. So that oh, movie's wow. just okay. over three years old. I was going to say maybe people would appreciate it more now, but it's only been three years. I still think people would appreciate it more. I think, it, honestly, I, I strongly believe critics are against it because of the video game name. Okay. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like people, a lot of people went into that They're just biased. being like, oh, it's just some silly thing. You know, it's just mm. some silly game thing. Which... It does a lot of what other big blockbuster movies do these days, which is just very quickly going from place to place to place within the world, explaining a bunch of shit so they can get to the good stuff. I've seen so many movies which are exposition heavy at the very start, and no one seems to mind until it comes to this film. Mm. And then also Alita Battle Angel, which is also a great film, and mm. no one seems to like that. Was that as James Cameron, right? That yeah, was produced um... by James Cameron, but directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, okay. But uh, what was I? Yeah, uh, yeah. Warcraft. I I thought it was just so idiosyncratic. Like it was such a dense movie uh, in terms of plot. I I enjoyed it. It was very endearing. But is that bad? Uh maybe sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Was that um, your doorbell or mine? Yours. Yeah, I'm not expecting anyone. You're literally expecting five lots of people, but not right. Yeah, now. Yeah, but not right now. <laughs> don't get it. It's fine. Nintendo Switch Joy-Con Drift Class Action Lawsuit. Um, 
US lawyers have filed a class action lawsuit against Nintendo after concerns around the issue of Joy-Con drift. Uh, that's where essentially when you're playing games, your yeah. your stick will drift on its own. So like yeah, your hands will look that. around of it on its own accord. Have you? Yeah. Uh, with my, I I had it as well, but I just cleared it, cleaned up my Joy Cons, and now it's fine. All I, yeah. all I had to do was like um, open, yeah, put, open, like lift up a little flap and then spray some. Yeah, I've put some comp- compressed air through it, and it yeah. seems to have solved it. Yeah. So, but I mean, it seems to be a regular issue. Like a lot of people have been referring to this, and so it's yeah. now be, they're now being sued, um, because they feel people feel that they have purposely ignored this issue. So yeah. filed uh, a few weeks ago. It alleges that Joy-Con controllers are all defective because after time they can begin drifting, causing movement for an analog stick, even if the user is not controlling it at the time. Um, and Nintendo have responded by essentially not publicly, but have sold their their staff members to just fix it free of charge. So like if you call customer services, mm. not in the UK though, if you call customer services in the US, then they'll just do it free of charge. Fix it for you. Uh, this is interesting because it's like clearly a, a a hardware issue that has been overlooked mm-hmm. or not noticed. Yeah. Like, would they know this ahead of time? I suppose is the question. Because if it's happening after a long period of play, yeah, can it, you it test depends, that? Sort yeah, of thing? it depends. Like, how, what's causing it as well? Yeah, like if if it, people suggest that, like an engineer on Reddit, which you know, take with a grain of salt, um, who knows about this sort of stuff, said that it's where people play it a lot. It's wearing like bits of the controller down, and then mm. the the dust from that wearing down is then getting caught, and then causing it all to go a bit like haywire, I guess. Mm. Um. So, but is that something that they could test for? Uh, I I honestly don't know. It's it's, it's like it's interesting because on one hand I'm like, yeah, Nintendo shouldn't sell faulty hardware, but on the other hand, I think suggesting that they are purposely ignoring this. Mm. Might be a bit disingenuous. Yeah, but obviously, if the lawsuit goes to court, then the judge will decide. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I want to be the judge. Oh, yeah? Okay. Video game judge, Cal. Yep. TV um, show idea, video game judge. Video game judge. <laughs> you get you get the actual characters from games coming in, and the judge has got to decide which character is right mm. or wrong. So you've got Mario and Bowser, and he's like, no, well, uh, Mario, I know Peach was Bowser Jr.'s mum, but... You don't get custody of, of Bowser <laughs> Jr. He's not your son. It's Bowser's. Okay. Uh, Rockstar. Yeah. This is a, this is another case where the video game judge hasn't paid UK corporation tax yeah, so in ten Cal, years. You and I, as UK taxpayers, we have given money to Rockstar. Yes, yeah, so they, they not paid they corporation tax. tax rebate. They get re- one. They get a rebate, but because um, they submit themselves for being like culturally significant. They get given money essentially to make video games. Yeah, they get they get that tax relief. Uh, so, video game tax relief is available for games that pass a British cultural test, which considers content, cultural contribution, development hubs, and personnel. And somehow, Rockstar, a billion-dollar company, is able to get this tax relief. Fuck Rockstar. And then they're not paying any of that tax back. They've not paid any corporation tax in ten years. Despite the fact that Grand Theft Auto Five is the most profitable entertainment uh, product ever made, ever, across all mediums, it's it's like the second highest selling game ever yeah. after Minecraft. It's, it's literally it is the most profitable uh, in piece of entertainment media ever made, and they've not paid any tax on it. And this is this is a problem for a lot of big companies. You've got Amazon not doing it as well. You've got you've got like Virgin skipping on tax and then suing the NHS. You've got so many Kill big companies. Silver rich. That aren't Eat paying them. tax on these things. We could we complain about a country where we can't afford basic shit and people are in food banks and you've got fucking assholes like this who are doing whatever they can to get even richer. And I know I know as a company your goal is to get richer. And if these loopholes are in place, you're probably going to use them. But morally as a company, I don't know how you could do this. This is why we need revolution. Absolutely. That's why we need to eat the it's, rich. So as a video game judge, I judge Rockstar to be massive assholes. I sentenced them to the guillotine. So, so obviously this has now come out. Rockstar, as far as I'm aware, hasn't responded no, to it yet. No, they never do. Uh, and the, the, the investigative think tank, Tax Watch UK, have asked the government to look into what they do with this tax video game tax relief. But that's like, the, the fact that Rockstar are getting, this tax re- are getting this tax relief 
isn't the main issue here. Like, it's definitely a problem. Like, as a taxpayer, I don't want any of my money going to a company that's not also going to pay tax. But the issue is, they've made the most profitable game ever, most profitable media thing ever, mm. and they're not paying tax in the UK when yeah. they make it. Or We've I given money to anywhere Rockstar. else. I won't, I won't be. I'm not saying... I, I, no, I mean... As taxpayers, we've paid, and some of our money has gone. Oh to yeah, Rockstar. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I'm it's... not saying that you should avoid your income tax, but <laughs> you know, it's Frust- so frustrating. Like this, this directly. Yeah, impacts... capitalism is so frustrating. I agree. It is. When of will it, it end? Never. Ever. Not in our Soon. lifetime. I mean, no, I, I think I, I'm. I think the human race will die. Like climate change is going to happen. We'll rocket into like debt. Like. <laughs> Apocalypse. You heard it here first, folks. Keep enjoying those video games. Climate change is going to kill us. Yeah, all. whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredibly frustrating. What what could be done about that? Can anything be done about that? Uh, a fundamental change to our economic system, the way our society is run. No, then. Yeah, it it, it can ha- it can happen. Just, I'm so done with it all now. Mm. You know, it's 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 so annoying. Uh, I'm glad I didn't end on that one because there's there's other news stories to go to. Oh. But, but basically, fuck oh. Rockstar. It, Rockstar gets our fuck you of the week. Yeah. Video, are video games any good? I'm not sure they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But maybe not Rockstar. Maybe not good enough to justify this. Give, give me more news, Carl. Ninja? What do you know about Ninja, Scott? I, 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 he is a tr- streamer. He is, is he vaguely left-leaning? He says I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think so. He doesn't stream with women because he doesn't want to come across as... Oh, is like, he the bad wanna, one? He doesn't right. want people to be up, upset or something? Or oh, doesn't want to affect his girlfriend? Maybe not. I don't know. Well, there's some other vaguely left-leaning Twitch, Twitch streamer. He's a Twitch stream man. He plays Fortnite? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> he's basically I'm the sure biggest he's very Twitch. rich. He's a he's the biggest streamer in the world. Um, He earns $500,000 a month just from streaming. So he's he's been on like TV channels. He did uh he did the countdown in Times Square last year for the New York for for okay. um, the millenniums not millennium <laughs> end of year uh New Year. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, basically, he's leaving Twitch to stream exclusively with Microsoft's platform Mixer, and he just announced this in a in a press release on his Twitter. And he said it's the same me, just a different platform. But essentially, he's signed an exclusive streaming deal with Mixer, which is what is Mixer? The Mixer is Microsoft's version of Twitch. Does he have a Bebo profile? Maybe. I mean, can I check him out on Bebo? <laughs> yeah. So Microsoft are clearly really going in for this um, this mm. streaming platform because that's, I guess, the next frontier for video games is the streaming stuff. And I guess he's the first one to sign an exclusive streaming mm. deal, it's which the big- is. The big, the big thing. All the big players want a piece of the pie. Yeah, exactly. So you've got you've got Twitch, which is owned by Amazon, Mixer, which is owned by Microsoft. YouTube is also doing their their streaming thing. Did you know that Facebook is one of the biggest game streaming areas? Really? Yeah, yeah? Facebook okay. is massive for streaming games, especially in like, I think it's got a huge present for PUBG in India. So in India, PUBG Mobile is 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 massive to the point where it's bigger than like Fortnite Global. Yeah. Like Fortnite all over doesn't make as much money as PUBG Mobile makes mm. in India. And yeah, it's never reported on. Yeah. And Facebook is huge for that sort of like streaming stuff, especially for mobile games. So I think a lot of companies are now going for this this like streaming uh this video game streaming stuff because that's what people are gonna want to watch in the future, especially mm. younger generations growing up, where they're more willing to just watch these video games on Twitch and su- such things. Video game personalities are gonna be bigger than I think we're ever like we're anticipating. It doesn't feel like they are. I still feel like they're like a small time thing, like they're the underdog. But it's, yeah, I think this here signing an exclusive exclusivity contract to bring people across to your platform in this way is, it's an interesting step. You know, when when are we going to get signed? Yeah, exactly. Sign, sign us. Uh, yeah, it's so, obviously Microsoft is out. Wants a big personality. Uh, it's, this is the war of the platforms. It's happening. It is happening. You've got it with Epic Twitch and Steam. Was the startup, you know, Twitch was the the, the people did it first, and now all the big boys want the slice of the pie. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to note is that he did his first mixer stream last night uh, of Fortnite, 
and he got just as many viewers as normal. So his viewers, yep. viewership didn't drop. Um, so cl- people are clearly willing to move over to a new platform if it means that their favorite streamer is there. Like it's it's not a it's not a situation like Epic and Steam where you get the opposite of that where people are just like no screw Epic we're not going over there. With this it's it's basically the same sort of idea right, and yet people will will, will willingly go across to 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 Mixer to see it. Yeah, I mean so I, I guess think you don't maybe, have to pay anything to watch a, a ninja stream. You'd have to pay anything to download a to oh I guess so yeah Five because you're buying a game with different platforms yeah. yeah okay I can see that but to use the platform you'd have to pay anything. Um. Does this show? So let's look at it from this perspective of of people willingly moving across to a new streaming platform versus people who were in uproar of anti-consumer methods with moving across to mm. Epic for exclusivity. Does this show that maybe? I mean, I think a younger generation tend to watch these streams, right? Like people, yeah, will I just play think games people obviously if they're, if they're younger, older. they're going to be less critical as well. Like exactly. So I guess I guess the idea that like these exclusivity things only really upset those who are a little bit older and have a bit annoyed uh, who used to be able to just play games wherever they want with you know yeah. in, in I mean, one place yeah i guess in a way i mean it's more like i think if you're older you're more concerned you, you don't like young people wouldn't think uh, anything about installing like this new software and like yes, just creating an account yeah you're right and they don't right. have they haven't built up the steam library either and they well, because they because they've already got epic launcher for, yeah. for fortnite yeah Interesting. But yeah, I suppose we'll see what happens with that, but Mixer is now making a big move to be the next streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Which then leaves me with the question, I've not built up a Twitch following yet. Um, am I you better get off? On, get in on the ground floor. You can Exactly. You can party with Ninja. Yeah, I could, I could play games <laughs> with Ninja. You're not a woman, like, so you won't mind. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> what am I best doing there? Like, are we best still streaming on Twitch? Are we best moving across the Mixer? I don't this know. This is the question now. Like, what features where does are Mixer you... have? The same as, from what I understand, it's the same stuff. I like mean, it's not, it's our, not like it's from a, our perspective, it's very low stakes. I know it is, but it's, you've still got like, if you're making a decision to stream on a particular platform, obviously you want viewers. Mm-hmm. So which one is, are we more likely to build a following on? I think that's the question here now, right? Like, you've got all these different platforms, you've got to make your choice because you can't stream everywhere at once. I don't think. Um, what do you choose? Or send them a woof. <laughs> yeah, we just does it to everything. Um, <laughs> like, like something has to give, right? Or, or does it? Can you can you build up your individual followings on these platforms, or is it going to be a case where oh, some, one thing rules all? Some some will live and some will die. Exactly. Uh, we'll see whether there's one monolithic platform. But we can't just wait and wait and see that when we want to stream now. No, you know, I was planning to do. I was planning to do another Mario Maker stream tomorrow. Well, just do it on Twitch. It doesn't matter. Twitch still has a big audience. But what if that's right. the wrong one, Scott? What if I'm well, what if I'm able to get better discoverability from Mixer? You just have to decide. You can tr- try doing it on Mixer and see if it's any better. I don't like these decisions. <laughs> we already have followers on Twitch. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll try it on it. Mixer. You do it on Twitch. <laughs> okay, yeah. Or... When we do our World of Warcraft stream, you do you do yeah. Nerd Under Geek Mixer. I do Nerd Under Geek Twitch, okay. and we can have them going at the same time. Mm. Um, and that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've not got a question of the week this week. No? I, I completely forgot, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you needed to go. Um, question of the week is... Comes from John in uh, Skegness. What's his question? Uh, his question is, nowadays, in games, yeah. we see a lot of um, video games, a lot of releases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are some... <laughs> Um, what are some games uh, that you think portray a good? Uh, all right, no, okay, I've got a legit question. From, <laughs> I really from, wanted to see where that was going. From jo- all right, so we talked about Fire Emblem Anime Dating Simulator. Uh, I swear what, to God, if you bring up Kinks, I'm going to murder you. Well, what are some games that you think portray uh, good relationships? And uh, I mean, good not just um, in terms of like narratively interesting, but also like healthy uh, relationships. I think the main one is the Mass Effect series, right? Like it's it's you can have essentially a relationship with most people on your ship, and then you go on missions with those people to help them out. Like you explore their personalities in a really interesting and effective way. 
Yeah, I really. Like, I, was... I remember. I remember. Bane is it from Mass Effect? The that that alien dude who has the cough, and mm. you discover more about like his condition and what's happening to him, and then that plays off in later games where you just where obviously he's in. At the same time, things. my problem with like Mass Effect and its kind of relationship mechanics is it is the game of you talk to person enough they like you now. Yes. Yeah, but that's 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 all relationship mechanics. Like I don't think that's all relationships in real life. As that's well. all relationships. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you just you just force yourself upon them through talking to them enough, and then they like you. Just through, just through associating you with long If you do whatever she says, she's bound to respect you. <laughs> you just, they've talked to you this much. They must, surely they like you, right? Like, we've invested this much time talking. We yeah, might exactly. Well no other reason why they would do that. Please don't force conversation on people. You yeah, don't indeed. Want hey, please we're giving God. real dating advice on this show. We are. <laughs> we're giving dating <laughs> advice. Uh, please don't listen to us for dating advice as the next dating advice I have for you. Um, so uh, that's the that's that's the problem with all games though is that it, the the relationship yeah, boils down to of... talk to someone enough. Like I don't think there's many games where you can't game the system in such a way where you could just work out what you need mm. to do to make that person like you. Yeah, thank you, Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's just giving the right gift to someone. You just got to work gifts, out what yeah. gift they want and then just giving them that for forever. Mm. So it's um, Stardew Valley does have some good relationship stuff, and you can romance anyone you want. Mm. But it's also a bit. Oh, but they took out not... polyamory in that game. What do you mean? They, pa- they patched out polyamory in that game, so you can't have more than one relationship. No, because for ages, I think we talked about this when it happened. Uh, for ages, uh, you could just be in relationships with multiple people. Like that was game. Obviously, oh yeah. They, the game didn't like comment on it, but like you could, that could just happen. And then for some reason, they it was a multiplayer patch. When they patched in multiplayer, they also patched out polyamory, which at that point had been in the game for years. And they, like, no real explanation why, uh, just didn't want it in the game, I guess. But you couldn't get married to more than one person. You couldn't get married. There's no legal, like, polyamorous marriage. Just like in real life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really. Uh, but, like, you could you could just be, and it wasn't a big deal. Like, the game didn't say it was happening. But, like, you could be in a relationship with more than one person. And that was okay. Yeah. If you wanted to have your polyamorous Stardew Valley, you could. That's a shame. Then, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a polyamorous person, but yeah, it's but, you enough know, about if, me. If you enough wanted, about what I like. If you wanted to do that in the game, you could. Uh, you I don't could. know why the developer patched out after having been in there for years. Was it ever specifically commented upon as being like polyamory? Was it maybe just like a a part of the system which he hadn't considered? I guess, but I feel like I feel like what happened is the developer realized like, oh well, you can do this. But we didn't intend for that to happen, and didn't think that like, oh actually, but does it matter? Like, does it? In the game, it doesn't it matter, matter if, if no, a player in the game has decided to, uh, like, have a relationship with more than one person. It doesn't really matter. It's their game. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it's just slightly bizarre that they decide to patch out after it'd been in for so long. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's that's really it in terms of relationships, okay. though, isn't it? Like, it's just it's just yeah. talk to someone. What What about you? But like narrative, I'm trying to think of like. Not necessarily relationships that the player character can get into, but like, oh, where it just shows. Are, are good there relationships. like, are there like good relationships like on display in a game? Uh, how about we think about this and we talk about it next podcast? All right, we'll talk about this time. I think let's I did just have make that, up like, that question. But that's exactly you're on the spot. That's, that's, All right, that's, sorry, wanna, John from Skegness. That. We'll have to table your question to next time. I'm certain there is. How about hmm. when Sonic kisses that human woman? Yeah, exactly. There think about that. Think, ha- have that, and also he's been practicing cum denial, so that's really like yeah, Sonic and human, Sonic <laughs> he's, Hedgehog. He's really, woman. he's really ready to let go. Cum denial. Um, can I just say I'm gonna try bringing back phrases. Like one thing I want to do is bring back like, <laughs> yeah, phrases. phrases? From the past. What, like what, like several phrases. Cowabunga dudes. <laughs> yeah. I start saying that. So I want to now sign off the podcast each time with cowabunga dudes. How, right. how do you th- how do you feel about bringing back cowabunga dudes? Uh, why why specifically cowabunga dudes? I don't know. It was in my head a little while ago, and I was like, you know what? Let's bring that back. No one says it. No one says cowabunga anymore. No, they what really does it even? Don't. What does it mean? Yeah, I know. Bart Simpson used to say it. Don't have the, a cow. The teenage man. the teenage mutant mutant ninja turtles used to say it. Nineties, you know, that was like a nineties staple. Is the word cowabunga? All right. So I'm saying we bring it back. Um, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, right, Scott I, Hunter, I've been Scott thank Hunter. you for talking. Yeah. I, I've been Cal Doughty. I've been listeners, Scott Hunter. You've been Cal Doughty. Thank you for listening. 
have a great two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, we'll try Cut. and do. I was I was gonna say we'll try and do Warcraft. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, sorry, It'll you happen. were gonna say you were gonna say it. Cowabunga! Cowabunga dudes! Cowabunga dudes! <laughs>